Hello and welcome to the Climbing Destinations podcast. My name is Amit and I'll be your host. I'm super excited to get this going and I have to say thanks for all the messages and support that made me actually go for it. So today is the perfect day to start as it's January 1st, 2024. And we will be talking today about Bishop and specifically about the bouldering in Bishop. And just really short, Bishop is one of the top and most famous bouldering areas in the world. The granite buttermilks with the snowy mountains in the background is really an amazing sight. In the episode, I'm lucky enough to have my friend Ezra um, talking about Bishop. Ezra is a really good friend of mine. Uh, he was my chief root setter when I was working as a setter full time. He's an amazing person and always makes the people around him hyped and just better at everything. And that's a pretty cool guy to be around. Climbing wise, Ezra is, as you can say, a lifelong climber. And because he's been in the game for so long, he has some really interesting views about climbing in general and it was really nice to hear his thoughts and point of views. Together with his partner Mikey today, they are doing the van life thing uh, over a year now, and they are basically traveling around bouldering areas in the States, which is pretty amazing. I let him talk about that more. Um, me personally, never been, never climbed in Bishop. I think we did a pretty good job about the introduction of the area and I learned a lot about Bishop and the old area and yeah if I would plan a climbing trip tomorrow in Bishop I learned a lot about it and uh, now I know what to expect so I feel like we did a pretty good job uh, about that so uh, without further ado I'm super excited to say for the first time enjoy the episode and I'll see you on the other side Hello, Ezra. Welcome. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thanks for showing up. Of course. It's great to see you after so long, man. You too. So uh, we're going to talk a bit about uh, Bishop, um, or not a bit, quite a lot. And um, Let's go. <laughs> can you share before we dive in, like, uh, just, you know... Uh, a bit about yourself, uh, where you are now, and uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. So my name is Ezra. I'm 33 years old. I was uh, born in Baltimore, Maryland. I lived the past 15 years in Israel. And about uh, 14 months ago, my partner and I uh, moved to the States to, uh, to do the van life thing. Uh, we're both climbers. I've been climbing um, since I was 11, so just over 22 years. And uh, Mikey, my partner, she's been climbing for, uh, I guess, seven years. And uh, we boulder. And so our life now uh, in the van is mainly from climbing destination to climbing destination and climbing as many rocks as we can. And right now we're in uh, Bishop and we've been here for the past two months. And uh, we love it. <laughs> oh man, I'm so jealous. 
not in my life. <laughs> not in my life is bad at the moment. Living in Barcelona, it's it's not bad, but uh, yeah. But, but that sounds that sounds really really good. Um, so you more than a year in van life now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And uh, you mentioned before we started recording, Bishop is your favorite. Yeah, so basically we started on the East Coast and we did a Southern route to the West Coast. Uh, we also like went North to the PNW for a bit. So we, I mean, we've done a lot of things, but basically we are in terms of climbing destinations, we were in the Chattanooga area for a while. And then we were in Waco for a while. And then we were in Red Rocks and then we were in Moe's and then we were in Joe's and then we were in uh, Leavenworth or no, we were in Colorado for a while. And then Leavenworth, and now we're in California and uh, in Bishop. So we've been we've been around to quite a number of destinations, and they've all really been unique and spectacular in their own right. But there's something very, very magical and special about Bishop, and it's I I do think it's our favorite place that we've been so far. And it's just great for van life. It's great for the hang. It's great to to stay here a while. The access is fantastic, and the facilities are great. And so. We love it, and we're planning on staying for the whole season, hopefully, if we don't get snowed out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, amazing. Um, cool. So before like we go into all the stuff about Bishop, uh, talk a bit about your um, your what do you like most about climbing, like what style and uh, yeah, you mentioned the boulder, not a big wall climber, but as well what you yes. <laughs> what you like. Um, in terms of like overhanging slabs. So if, you know, we get, uh, you were talking about like an amazing slab, but someone would hate slabs and you would, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. So I started climbing a uh, trad when I was a kid uh, in the States. The first place I climbed was uh, Seneca Rocks in West Virginia. Um, and I thought ropes, well, that was the thing. And uh, for a long time, I loved uh, ropes and multi-pitch and tried climbing. And I think just I kind of got more and more scared over the years and had some gnarly falls. And um, now I'm terrified of gear. I, I like see a rope touch rock and I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's going to snap. <laughs> uh, and um, I fell in love with, in, with bouldering when I was in high school. And I've kind of really focused all of my climbing and bouldering. Um, I was a root setter for many years. Um just for bouldering and now I exclusively climb bouldering I have no I have no ropes or gear I've sold my trad rack and everything um it's funny when I when I meet like people who say to me like that they're rope climbers it's kind of like meeting a, a distant cousin where you're like <laughs> oh we have some kind of connection but I don't really care about you at all that kind of uh that kind of uh, a feeling I, I think Mikey is curious she's rope curious I would say uh, it feels like she's cheating on me a little bit but uh <laughs> I think one of these days out here in the States, she'll try uh, sport climbing. I, I think she could really enjoy it. Uh, I don't think she's ever really done that. So uh, so I like to boulder. I think that there's something very pure about bouldering. It feels to me like the sprint of the sport. Um, it's just kind of you and the rock. Uh, and I peak at six moves. So anything more than that, and I'm falling <laughs> off the wall. So, uh, so bouldering yeah. is really uh, good in that respect. I love the hang of bouldering. I think it's a much more like social uh, communal experience at the rocks. I like being able to hang out on the pads and just chill in the sun and, you know, commit when you want to commit and not commit when you don't want to commit in terms of, uh, climbing style. Uh, I, I like to climb dynamically. Um, I like to crimp on overhanging walls and I like to feel in control. 
So I'm not very good on slab. I'm not very good on unsecure climbing. Anything that's insecure, I kind of get scared easy. And, uh, and that's like a big mental game for me, which here in Bishop has been great to work on a little bit. But I know that if I'm just going out and want to have a chill day and enjoy myself, I'm, I'm going to look for crimson overhangs and, you know, moonboard style climbing is kind of, is kind of my, my jam. In terms of rock, uh, both Mike and I most like sandstone. Um, the climbing in the Southeast in America was amazing. It really reminded me a lot of like Fontainebleau. Um, but we're getting more and more uh, interested and excited by granite. So mm -hmm. that's been a cool uh that's been cool here in Bishop to kind of learn a little bit more about granite and a very unique type of rock. Wow, amazing! Thanks for that. <laughs> now we we know yeah. all the yeah all the Ezra. you know everything about me. <laughs> yeah, Ezra climbing <laughs> yeah. preferences. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, well, I'm I'm now curious to yeah. So when we talk about like specific boulders and stuff, yeah, we we dive yeah. into that. Um, so can you tell us about general about bishop in terms of uh yeah general yeah. what it is where it is and the granite i actually i am ashamed to say but uh i i thought yeah i don't know what i thought about uh the rock type but uh it's granite yeah well it's very unique we'll get to that in a second uh so bishop is um this little tiny town with like a population of 3,000. it uh, is in the middle of the eastern sierra nevada mountains and it's basically in this valley between two sides of the mountain range of the Sierra Nevada. And it's in a rain shadow. Uh, so that means that all the clouds uh, and all the storms that come from the coast, they break at the, at the mountains and Bishop itself pretty much stays dry. It's like a desert here. Whoa. There's like 300 days of sunshine a year, less than six inches of rain, I think. So it's really amazing climbing conditions. The summers get really, really hot. Uh, so there's probably like a month or two in the summer that you wouldn't want to be climbing here. But like most of the year, unless it gets snowed out, there's kind of always something to find. And the climbing around Bishop uh, is really diverse. There's the famous buttermilks, which are quart monzonite, a very unique kind of granite, very special kind of granite. Um, and there are these giant boulders that are just spectacular and like breathtaking. Like the Peabody's are probably the most famous. It's like a 15 meter high boulder. Like the size is just like well indescribable almost. And then there's also the volcanic tablelands where the happies and the sads are. Um, and that's volcanic rock. And it's very, very different. It looks very, very different. It feels very, very different. And I think after you spend a while at the buttermilks, going to the happies and the sads kind of feels like a day at the beach. There's like better sun. It's warmer because mm -hmm. it's lower elevation. Uh, it's not as high. Most of the climbs aren't as high. And uh, the rock type is like very, very different. Uh, so it's really cool. There's a lot of diversity of climbing. I mean, beyond the bouldering, obviously, in Bishop, there's a ton of rope climbing. Um, of, I mean, there's everything in, in, in the Bishop era. There's the Owens River Gorge um, with a lot of rope climbing. I think probably about half the climbing here is bouldering, and the rest is like sport and trad and, and, and whatever. So there's really something for everyone. I don't know anything about rope climbing, so I, I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> but in terms, of the, in terms of the bouldering, I mean, it's really, really world-class. Uh, there's a lifetime of climbing here like there is in most destinations. And just in terms of the diversity and the spectacle, I mean, it's breathtaking. Being here is super special. We were staying for like a month in the buttermilks and like waking up every morning, like a 10 minute walk away from the Peabody Boulder is like, wow, wow. What, a, what, a, what a special place to be. So yeah, um, uh, what else should I say about Bishop? Bishop is a really cool town. Um, 
It's uh, it used to be a very like small conservative town of, of mainly ranchers, uh, famous for like uh, mules. There's like all these like events for mules every year. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and over the past couple of years, or maybe even a little bit longer, probably even before COVID, a lot of like uh, young uh, people have been leaving the cities on the West Coast and coming to live in small towns. And so there's a lot of climbers that have been moving uh, to Bishop. Um, which is very interesting because Bishop, uh, is a very, like I said, is a very, very small and it can't really grow. All the land around Bishop is owned by Los Angeles. Um, huh. it's either Los Angeles or it's owned by like the national forest or something. And so like the town kind of has like a noose around it and it can't really develop much beyond what it already is. So like buying homes and land here is a complicated thing for people coming in and certainly for locals who are staying. And so there, there is like a very interesting, like cultural shift in this town that's happening and it's happening in a lot of small towns in America, especially ones that are close to uh, such great extreme sports. Uh, in addition to bouldering, Bishop is a fantastic area for ATVs. It's also like less than an hour from Mammoth. So it's like on the way where for, you know, from people coming from LA to go snowboarding on the weekend or passing through Bishop, they don't generally come to the boulders, but uh, <laughs> they usually stop at Schatz Bakery, which is like <laughs> an epic bakery that's been around since 1938. Like everyone knows about Schatz and on the way to Mammoth, they usually stop there. So it's an interesting place. There's like a little main street that sometimes feels pretty busy, uh, but the town itself is tiny and kind of seems like it's going to stay that way. So yeah. that's interesting. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, is it yeah. like you walk around town and everyone with crash pads? It's like... <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm not sure. I think uh, there are places in town that are uh, very, like, like they're climb. There are places in town that are climbing hubs, right? Yeah. So like, there are certain breweries and bars that are like, you know, mainly climbers work there, and that's where a lot of the climbers hang out. And there's events there. There's a coffee shop called the Black Sheep, which is like a climbing friendly coffee shop. And the Mountain Rambler is probably like the famous like climbing brewery over there. So there you'll you'll meet a lot of climbers, but Not necessarily walking around town. I think like you see a lot of people who are passing through on the way to somewhere else or uh, locals. Um, so I, I think it's a mixed bag. The climbing itself is like not in the town oh, of Bishop. Okay. You have to drive okay. like uh, uh, to the Buttermilks is like half an hour drive maybe and to the Happies maybe, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes depending on where you're going. So uh, everything is like around Bishop. Mm -hmm. The town itself is, mm -hmm. is very small. Another really cool thing to say about... Um, Just the, this area that we're in because of because of the Sierra Nevadas and stuff we're on this like there's so much volcanic activity in the area which is why all the rocks and the happies and the sads are volcanic but there's also a ton of hot springs because of it oh, so well. like between Mammoth and Bishop there's just a plethora of free outdoor hot springs uh, great rest day activities wow. um, and there's just so many spots to go and jump in and, uh, and get some R&R &R. <laughs> amazing yeah Yeah, it's cool. You touched uh, in in a bit uh, of what we're gonna do, like what we're gonna dive deeper later. Uh, oh, nice. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. So I'm not sure you you're gonna know to answer this one, but because uh, you're in a van. But uh, how yeah. normally, like, would you get to Bishop? You know, uh, like um, from where? From let's say actually it's I wanted to ask that before and forget. So now when you're in the boulders, you see people from all over the world. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, Bishop is certainly a world class uh, destination. 
uh, probably like, I know before I moved back to the States, uh, like I always knew of Waco and Bishop as like the two most famous climbing places in the US. Is that true for you as well? Do you, what, when you think of like the most famous climbing places in the US, what do you think of? Um, well, Yosemite. Maybe Yosemite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Red, uh, Red River Gorge. Oh, okay. That rope stuff. Yeah, rope stuff. But yeah, yeah definitely, yeah, uh... <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely Bishop. Uh, yeah, because it, it has so many famous lines and so like pic- yeah. picturesque. Like yeah, yeah, crazy stuff. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot in the U.S. That's an unfair question. Yeah, right? there's like a lot of there's a lot of places. But Bishop, I, I say, is definitely on some kind of top five list in that yeah. in that regard. So I think it does bring climbers from all over the world. Basically, is what I was gonna say. Um, and still, you know, climbing is still a niche thing. So yeah. there's like a lot of days midweek that, you know, the boulders feel kind of quiet and, and, and chill and it'll ramp up on weekends and stuff, people coming yeah. from LA, but yeah, we meet people all over the world. Obviously there's a lot of Israelis everywhere you go. Israelis attract other Israelis. So we meet <laughs> Israelis everywhere. But For sure. We meet people from all over. I would say the vast majority are like from California that we've seen so far, um, like more people who are kind of living in the area a little bit. Uh, Bishop's far away from a lot of big cities. So it's about four to five hours away from everything. Um, And like the big cities around it are like LA, Vegas, and probably like, I don't know, Reno or something like that, or Fresno or something. And all of them are between four to five hours away. So it's kind of not the most accessible area. And that kind of makes it great for climbing because you're a little bit more remote but if you're coming from abroad or from afar you'd probably fly into LA and and make the drive uh it's a pretty chill drive but it does take time uh but it's pretty much a straight shot uh to Bishop which is which is awesome uh there is an airport that was just built in Bishop um but I don't know where flights come from and <laughs> no, I don't yeah. know how much they cost <laughs> certainly yeah. not from Europe <laughs> no <laughs> not yeah. Paris Bishop no. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you'd fly into one of those, uh, yeah, cities, big cities nearby, and then yeah, and then pr- you make a car, rent a car, and make the drive. Yeah. And then most yeah. people, where do they stay? In vans or? Oh, so that's probably um, a mixed bag. Um, maybe most famously is the climbing campground called the Pit. Uh, which is in the volcanic tablelands, pretty close to the Happies and the Sads. Uh, that's a pretty popular spot. Um, it's a nice campground. There's a lot of sites. Uh, no water, but there are great bathrooms and trash and recycling. So that's great. And it's only like a 10, 15-minute drive from Main Street. So really accessible. That's camping? Uh, that's the pit. Yeah, it costs uh, $5 a night uh, for a site of two vehicles uh, so that's like one option i think people do another option is dispersed camping uh off buttermilk road in the buttermilks uh which is what we did for the first month and a half that we were here and it's really really beautiful obviously there's no facilities except for at the boulder parking they recently built a, a, a pit toilet so that's really nice <laughs> uh, this past summer a new pit toilet opened uh, at the buttermilks so that's there so if you're camping out there that there's that but there's obviously no water or trash and then other people, I think there are some people that kind of stay in town uh, in their vans in different places. I don't know if it's legal or it's frowned upon. 
from the locals, but I know some people do that. And then other people get uh, motels or mm-hmm. stay in the hostel. There's Hostel California in town. Um, so there's also some options for uh, plumbing <laughs> and beds for those of us who yeah. need those amenities. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay, so there is uh, pretty much yeah, for anyone and uh, like any kind of pricing as well, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I would say there's a good range of options and a good in a good range of prices. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And it's like uh, loads of vans, van life? Big there? Uh, there are a lot of vans. Yeah. Um, yeah, the parking at the Buttermilks can get pretty filled with vans. Um, and, and you see a lot of them kind of camping in different pull-offs off of Buttermilk Road. Um, yeah, it does seem like, I don't know what it's like in Europe so much, but like in the U.S., a lot of the climbing destinations are just kind of overrun by van life at this point. Um, yeah. Which has pros and cons to it, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we do see a lot of vans here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in Europe, I guess it depends where you go, but if, like, now living near, uh, well, not near, but uh, Sirana, which is quite a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so in the weekends or even just in the season, there is a major car parking and it's uh, all filled with vans. It's like in, becoming a neighborhood. But, uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's nice. It's an interesting thing. Uh, someone told me, I, met, I, I was speaking to someone in Waco that said... Um, that the van culture, you know, it used to be that like when climbers came out before van life was such a trending thing. So a lot of them would be intense and then that would kind of demand you to cook outside and, and, and <laughs> be around a fire and it like translated to more communal experiences. And now we kind of have our vans with our heaters and we just kind of slide <laughs> the cargo door shut and we're more yeah. isolated from each other. And I think it's true and it's a little sad sometimes. Um, it's something else I think in general that's been lacking in the U.S. is that all of the destinations we've been to, there doesn't seem to be like a lot of facilities that are built to create communal experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I think of like the Rocklands or Magicwood um, or places in Font even where like the campground is like built around the central communal place where everyone's cooking together around the same fire. And like that doesn't happen as much in the U.S. Uh, there's much more of like um, an isolated feeling, like people want to be yeah. alone in nature, uh, much more individualistic, like less of like a focus on making uh, infrastructure that um, that creates communal experience. Yeah, uh, and I think that's a shame because that's yeah. a big part of climbing for me. True. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Never thought about that. Yeah, except of Australia, I never actually traveled. Yeah, sleeping in in the car, so. Uh huh. But um. But what yeah. do you what do you do? You climb. What do you do when you climb in Font? Yeah, I I never been to Font, but in uh, oh. but in Albarcine, for example. Yeah. Which okay, is yeah. a f- five hours drive, so yeah, rent uh-huh. a Air- Airbnb or something like that. Ah uh, okay. But Albertine has a lot of communal options, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, the, yeah, there's like a lot of like there's like a climbing hostel there, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. And the coffee shops is like yeah, you you only see climbers. And yeah, it's very and the the, yeah. the main restaurant. Yeah, but Albertine will be a different. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, 
it's true. Um, so yeah. let's go into climbing. Um, and then we circle back like to other things that are so important. But uh, so okay. I, I have to tell you that uh, I like I like bouldering outside, but in, only in the last year or two, like moving to Europe again, I was I'm like I really enjoy it like a lot. Mm. If it's good and the landings are good, the boulders are good and stuff. So wow, I'm yeah. So uh, what changed? Uh, I think uh, I visited like few world class places. And uh -huh. uh, and that changed. Like I've been to a place also. There yeah. will there will be an episode about that. Uh, Sintra in Portugal. It's like oh, never even heard of that. Half an hour from Lisbon. It's totally worth it. And uh, the boulders yeah. are granite and they are just so aesthetic. Uh -huh. You know, and the landing are clear and and yeah, I, I just had so much fun. And yeah, and you can go alone as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, well, that's a great thing about bouldering. But hold on a second. This yeah. is an interesting shift because, like, I know that, like, I know, I don't always admit it, but I know in my heart that you're more of a rope climber than a yes, boulderer yes. on the one hand. But on the other hand, what's interesting is, like, I've only ever bouldered with you. True. And only ever, like, root set with you bouldering. True. So I've, like, only seen the way that you think of bouldering movement, which I, I, I should say, I don't know if I'm, like, giving away too much about you <laughs> on this podcast, but, like... <laughs> You're very interested in a lot of like new age movement and a lot of things that to me feel like like very bouldering movement, right? Like mm -hmm. coordination moves that feel like very bouldering specific. Again, I've only seen you like root setting, so I don't know. Oh. So that's interesting what you're what you're saying that like it's been so long that you haven't been inspired by bouldering outdoors. I kind of want you to say a couple more words about that. I guess is what I'm because <laughs> I'm surprised and compelled. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Yeah, yeah. Just I don't know. I just uh, it was just a lot of fun, and I even found myself. And also, I, I I feel like that whenever you get really better at bouldering, it translates back to sport climbing. So mm. if I am if I will be like a machine, and I'll be a super strong boulder, I know it will translate and it will make me a better sport climber. So. So yeah, I guess a, a lot a lot comes from that, and it got even to a point when I recently said like, you know what, I don't mind to spend like six months, like, on bouldering, like uh, moving, like uh -huh. bouldering, uh, because we have few areas yeah. like near Barcelona, like half hour drive, and they're sick, so I'm thinking about that. But uh, yeah, I, I was I was saying that because uh, yeah, because now yeah. you're in Bishop. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, so yeah, so tell me a bit about Bishop, like, and actually I didn't know the place you, you were talking about as well, the sad and happies, happy. sad and happies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like, uh, what's the style, uh, you know, I, you see, everyone knows the videos, you know, the evolution, right. And the, the, yeah, yeah. All, all the sick lines. So, like, what's the style? Is it crimpy? Uh, you know, overhanging uh, yeah. or whatever, and everything. So, like, if we're talking only about boulder, I don't know anything about the rope climbing yeah, yeah. bishop, so I can't bouldering. speak to, to that. But if we're only talking about bouldering, so like, we should distinguish between the buttermilks and the happies and the sads. Very different rock type, very different type of climbing. Um, in the in the buttermilks, um, so 
a lot of the boulders are really high. <laughs> I think okay. that's like probably the first thing people think about when they think about the buttermilks is highballs. Uh, very, very impressive aesthetic lines. Um, the climbing, the rock is is incredibly abrasive. So you lose skin super, super quickly. Oh. Um, the buttermilks are not skin friendly. And a lot of the top outs are are pretty smooth and pretty sketchy. And I would say the same for a lot of the down climbs. Like there are climbs in the buttermilks that like the down, you should check out the down climb before you, you top anything out because like you could easily like, get stuck up there. That's actually a really um, good tip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like a lot, there have been a lot of moments where like the down climb for me has felt harder than the climb. <laughs> and, uh, I've had some pretty intense like <laughs> moments down climbing in the buttermilks. Um, there's a lot of crimping. It's very fingery, I think, the buttermilks. Um, and and there's something kind of like pebbly about the uh, quartz monzonite type rock type. So like oftentimes you are like crimping like pebbles or like finding micro beta um, around the the pebbles for for fingers on holds. Um, but like the the root setting is incredible. I mean, <laughs> out of the buttermilks, and the the lines feel like perfect. Uh, uh, like so much, so many of the roots uh, there are just they climb so beautifully, and they there's like a little bit of everything. You're gonna have you're gonna have climbs that are just like kind of crimpy, and you're gonna have climbs that involve a lot of heels and toes even. And there's gonna be dynamic stuff and techy stuff. There's a lot of slab, and there's also a lot of mega overhangs. Oh. Uh, so there's just a little bit of everything in the mm -hmm. buttermilks, and it's awesome. Um, the happies and the sads are very different. The happies and the sads are north of Bishop, north of town. Uh, they're in these little valleys. Uh, the happies gets a lot, a lot of sun. Um, the sads a little bit less. I think maybe that's the reason for the names. Uh, and the sads also, there's like a lot of caving climbing, so you can do it more in the summer when it's hotter. But in the winter, it can get pretty cold there. The happies are much more exposed, so there's like a lot of sun. And like I said, it's kind of like going to the beach. Uh, a little bit of a longer uphill approach to get to the boulders than the buttermilks. The buttermilks is like right by the parking. Um, and the climbing there, there's a lot more pockets. It's like very pockety. Um, uh, it's not as hard on the skin. So it's nice after a couple of days in the buttermilks to go to the happies and the sads and have a break from the skin. But I find the holds and the happies and the sads less ergonomic. So they... Mm -hmm me they kind of like hurt my tendons they kind of pinch my fingers weird uh sometimes there's something that's like painful about the holds but not not because of the tips like just because kind of like mm -hmm. the shape of the holds and the type of rock and there um and there i think the climbing is much more gymnastic it's like much more gym like mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the famous climbs like in the happies that i think of are like uh like the hulk for instance is probably one of the most famous v6s in the happies and it's very like dynamic big holds um gymnastic kind of movement very like gym climbing Casey. um but even there there's also uh some diversity and there's good slabs as well um so a little bit of everything do you know how many problems there are in like in bishop and yeah on the other area oh wow like around uh there's a ton let's check <laughs> um I get, it's huge uh, no it's huge area yeah yeah there's a ton of bouldering roots i would have to look in the guidebook to get a number um 
but it does feel oh i have a i have the guidebook right here nice. this is the guidebook this is the <laughs> Second edition of the Bishop Bouldering Guidebook with all of Mikey and I's markings, oh, wow. all the clowns you want to hit, color coded. Yeah, you uh, guys... by level of urgency. <laughs> <laughs> They're so organized. Uh, it's a ton of climbs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a ton of climbs. I'd have to look to to see. I should have looked that up before I talk. Um, it looks yeah. It looks so. Big. In terms of bouldering, it says over here in the guidebook that there's more than two thousand four hundred problems. Yeah, that's a lot. That's enough. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Would you say, like <laughs> you mentioned, it's a uh, tall. So would you say it's like you would recommend anyone, like a beginner, or also to come to go? What's uh, super cool about the buttermilks is that um, there are high balls in like every grade <laughs> that are all like epic lines. Okay. <laughs> so. If you have a head game uh, and you want to try some of the high stuff, there's probably something for you at the grade that you're climbing. Um, beyond that, there's also some stuff that's not so high. Okay. Uh, another one of the most famous climbs in the Buttermilks is the Ironman Traverse, which is just like this rail that goes across a very low boulder, and you just climb it from left to right, and it's a V4, and there's no elevation there at all, and that's like <laughs> super cool. And there's also some lower stuff that is um, that is that is like kind of sprinkled around the high balls. <laughs> um, I do think there's something for everyone there. Um, I do think there's something from everyone there. Although I will say, and this is not specific to bouldering to Bishop, but like I think that oh, this is going to sound super critical of America. Let me think about how I'm going to say this for a second. <laughs> One of the things that I appreciate most about Fontainebleau is the yellow circuit the fact that there are developed climbs for like three-year-olds and they're awesome uh and like maybe you and i could climb them without hands or whatever but like the fact that someone took the time to develop those routes and consider way more populations of climbers and kind of the entry level experience both for little kids but also for for new climbers i think is amazing it is and i have struggled in a lot of destinations in the states to find like a similar type of development and i think that generally the really easy the easy the lower grades not easy climbing is never easy True. but the lower grades uh, that are classic are often classic because they're high scary or like impressive for another reason but sometimes when people first come to a climbing place you know they want to just have a very approachable v0 that climbs consistently and doesn't have a scary top out and um I think more development needs to happen like that. Uh, and I'd like to see more climbs like that in guidebooks. Um, I mean, just walking around the buttermilks, you know, like I scramble on a whole bunch of things and I have a really good time. And sometimes I'm like, why isn't this in the guidebook? Mm -hmm. Like, why has no one given this like an amazing three-star VB? Like, that would be so cool if this thing had more chalk on it and more people knew about it and we were a little bit more inviting and inclusive to uh, different types of climbers and different levels of experience and body types. So that's kind of my opinion in general. I think that like across the board, there is work to be done in developing lower grade climbing and making it more uh, accessible at the entry level. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> true, true. No, I get that, yeah. Um, but if you, if you come to Bishop and you don't want to climb high balls, do you have anything to do there? Definitely. The happies and the sads, there's a lot of stuff that's not high at all. 
Um, so that's like probably a really good place to start, I would say. Um, and, and, and I would look around, uh, the, uh, the buttermilks and I would, um, try some of the lower stuff. And then I would try some of the higher stuff as well. And maybe surprise yourself. Uh, there, there's definitely some, uh, lower boulders that are totally classic here. There's a very famous, like, I think it's a V1. It's called, uh, the Robinson's rubber tester. And it's just like very relatively short slab, but it's like a fully committing slab with very little holds. And wow. it's like all on your feet and, and really techie for its grade. And it's so approachable because it's so short. And like, even if you take a fall, you're not going to cheese grater down multiple meters. You're just going to like fall on the pads. So I think it's like, that's fantastic. There's a great birthday boulder right by the parking lot, which has a great V0, V1, V2, V3 on it. Like not high, awesome, easy top out. Uh, so I think there's stuff that you can find uh, for sure. Um, and also where better to test yourself and push yourself in the buttermilk. Yes. You know? <laughs> okay. Come so, prepared. There's a lot Come of learning prepared. to be done here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How are their landings yeah. mostly? Yeah. Uh, our landings. I mean, you know, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a wuss when I climb. So I, I usually only climb stuff with like pretty good landings. So everything okay. I've been on has been pretty chill. Um, but because of the size of the boulders and because of like some of the dynamic movements and some of the climbs, there are boulders where you need a lot of pads for, for okay. sure. Yeah. Uh, where the, where the landing zone, um, is, is pretty large. Um, but yeah, it's nothing like climbing in Colorado, you know, it's not like climbing out of a hole on like, you okay. know, a rock fall or anything like that. Yeah. No, the landings are pretty chill. Um, all in all, a lot of this stuff is pretty straight down and pretty flat. Mm -hmm. uh, you just need a lot of pads for it sometimes. Yeah. I've also gotten really into double stacking pads now, yeah. which is like I never did in my 20s. It's like a <laughs> it's good decent no? thing. So nice on my knees, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. The more pads, the merrier. I don't want anyone feeling not yeah. comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do like with the pads? Actually, can you rent there or you have to come with yours? Yeah, there's a small climbing gym in town called Sage to Summit, and uh, they rent out pads. Uh, there may be other places as well that I'm not familiar with. Um, I've only rented pads from Sage to Summit a couple years ago when I was here the first time when I came without pads. Um, but we have our own pads now, and uh, we usually are climbing with the crew. We're meeting up with people, so mm -hmm. it's always been. We've always we've never had uh, not enough pads. You know, yeah. we've always. Uh, yeah, but yeah. you you wouldn't come with one or two. Like you need a yeah, like yeah. I would say like unless you're coming on like a busy weekend and there's like going to be a lot of people and you're expecting to like you know just have a pad party with other people, you should probably you should probably have multiple pads with you when you're hitting the buttermilks for sure. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to the happies and the sads, probably one pad mm -hmm. uh, is enough for most of the climbs and uh, and you'll be you'll be pretty chill. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, in the buttermilks, I would recommend bringing more pads. <laughs> nice. Important. And yeah. the approaches normally? How are they? Yeah. Um, so the main area of the buttermilks called buttermilks mains or whatever, uh, super accessible parking is like right next to the boulders. And then you just kind of like walk around this adult jungle gym, you know, um, very, very accessible, very close to the cars. And like I said, also there's a bathroom in that parking lot in the mains. Uh, the other like satellite areas around the uh, the, the mains, like the pollen grains or uh, the beehive area or Dale's camp or uh, that stuff, 
um, or where like a checkerboard is. What's that area called? I forgot. So those can sometimes have a longer approach, uh, which are a little bit more of, of a hike. I think like the approach into the pollen grains is probably like 15 minutes, maybe. Oh, that's, kind of up and down. That's nothing, though. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're a rope climber. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel the burn of my legs in the morning. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But... Um, no, I'm spoiled. We spent too long in Joe's, so I'm used to like parking at the boulder, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess it depends. Uh, the hat is a little bit longer, a little uphill. Um, but yeah, nothing nothing extreme. Okay. Maybe the longest one here is like to Dale's camp, and that's, I don't know, maybe half an hour? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think they're super long all in all. Um, and the, like this, most of it is really accessible. The sectors are like you have a main parking, and then you just walk to the boulders, like to the different sectors. Or yeah, so that really is only so the Happies and the Sads only have one parking really, unless you're driving up to the top of the canyon and hiking down. I guess you can do that too, but most people will, will park at the bottom. There's like one parking, and the Happies and the Sads are like a single trail that you just follow through. And the Buttermilks have different parkings depending on where you're going in the Buttermilks. Um, but like I said, the mains very close to all to the road, and all the other stuff not too far of an approach. Nice. Um, can you tell us like best sectors or the one that you like the most for? Let's say, let's start with a V zero to well, there are no V zeros or a V zeros to V <laughs> two. Um, yeah, so I think that lower grades, um, I would recommend going to the happies for, I think there's a, I think the climbing there is much more approachable at the lower grades and there's just more, there's more density of, of, of the, of those grade types. So I recommend going to the happies for the low grades. But the Buttermilk's mains also has a good selection of uh, of in intro climbs and good warm-ups. I think of the Sunshine Wall, uh, which has like a V0 and a V1, which are pretty high, but like pretty chill and, and, and pretty epic. Uh, there's the Birthday Boulder, like I said there, um, which is great. And I think like in the, in the Buttermilk mains, there are like three V2s, which are like epic Whoa. and that's the sheep herder on uh on the loaf boulder um green wall essential on the green wall boulder and uh the the hunk they're all they're all kind of high <laughs> <laughs> but they're like incredible climbs uh and just to have such classics uh at that grade um is is, is awesome so I think there's what to do there. In addition to that, there's like some silly stuff. Like I said, the rubber tester is one of, one of those like kind of gimmicky things, which is like a really great climb. And there's also like the birthing experience, which is also V1 where you kind of like start in this giant Waco and you're in the, like the, you're in the fetal position uh -huh. and you have to climb out of this like Waco. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Also a low boulder. So very approachable and also kind of gimmicky. So like even stronger, more experienced climbers are going to struggle on it. <laughs> and that's always great to watch. And, uh, and I recommend, so yeah, I would say probably the mains, uh, in the milks and the happies are great for like, uh, intro grades. All right. Sweet. 
Yeah. And then uh, go higher, like at, up to, let's say, V5. What is it in, in the European? Uh, it's uh, like 6C. 6C? 6C or 6C, 6C, yeah. or 6C plus yeah. maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, where have we seen a really good density of fours? So in the pollen grains, which is a satellite uh, area in the buttermilks, um, the pollen grains is really, really gorgeous. And the most famous, like one of the most famous climbs in Bishop is there called Jedi Mind Tricks, which is a, which is a V4, um, high ball. It's an eight meter tall boulder. Um, wow. That's tall. Yeah. 90 degree face. Like, Whoa. it's, it's epic. Um, really cool technical movement at the bottom and a very committing top. That's in the pollen grains. And the pollen grains, like all the boulders are kind of spread apart and they're very large and rather tall. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of cool stuff um, out there. But I would say probably that's a little bit maybe maybe harder. Um, but what are some epic fours besides that? Ironman Traverse, like I said, is an uber classic. A lot of people like that. I'm not so into that kind of climbing or like <laughs> just kind of endurance yeah. endurancey pumpy stuff, but like everyone seems to like it and it's always pretty crowded. Yeah. So what do I know? Um, and in the Happies, uh, there's in the Happies and the Stads, there are fantastic uh, V3s and 4s. Some that come to mind uh, are uh, Carrot Top in the Happies, a V3 that's amazing. Um, there's a great V4 called Q-Ball. Um, there's some stuff in the Headbangers Cave. I think Beer Tumor it's called. Uh, there's also on the Serengeti Boulder, very famous V5 is Serengeti. I don't like that climb, but I love the V4 next to it called <laughs> the Flying Zebra, which I think is amazing. And there's Bleach Bones right next to that, which is also really, really great. Um, so there's just, a, there's a, there's a lot of stuff over there as well. Um... And when you say most of the stuff, like about high balls, so most of them like are eight meters tall, or like there's quite a bit. <laughs> there's quite a bit that's that high, or even more. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some climbs like the the vertical part of them will end at six meters, and then you'll have like a really high top off, okay. maybe, but you're kind of scrambling the rest of the way. So that that exists. Um, as well but uh there's some mega stuff here man yeah, i mean like yeah. the milks has like the luminance boulder in it which you know uh you have too big to flail yeah and uh the climbs over there um there's obviously the peabodies which are just mega holy crap they're mega yeah and watching anyone top those out is like always yeah terrifying and inspiring at the same time mm -hmm. what what is worth noting though um is that on the peabody boulders at least there are climbs that don't top out and they're awesome mm. there's a v5 there's two v5s on the grandma peabody called uh, go granny go uh they do not top out and they're great climbs super recommend them just for anyone who wants to climb those boulders but is like a little bit scared of topping mm. out there's stuff there and there's also really easy stuff that does top out. On the Grandma Peabody Bowler, there's the Southwest Durette, which I think is like, I don't know, a 5.8 or 5.9 or something. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like easier than a V0. It's just super high exposed and terrifying. So <laughs> if you want to like go there, you know, with the mental game, um, then like uh, you can. Yeah. If, you, if you don't want to climb hard, but you, uh, you want to get a little heady, 
that stuff exists as well. Nice. We'll have uh, in the show notes a few of your uh, recommendations about like uh, best folders for grades and stuff. So, uh, oh, okay, yeah. sure. I can do that. Yeah. Make sure uh, to, yeah, to sh- see the show notes. So uh, we were, we were at uh, 60 or V5, I think. So yeah, a bit uh, higher, let's say, and I don't know, until up uh, 7C or uh, V8, 9. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's, it's kind of interesting. I, I, I have gotten the feeling that, like, there's not a lot of V7s that are uh, classics mm-hmm. uh, here in Bishop and that it's, like, pretty dense on 6s and, and the 6s are pretty hard. And then there's, like, a lot more V8s. Um, there are some classic V7s. High Plains Drifter is one of them in, in the mains. Huge boulder, epic climb. Is it? Um, but, and there's some like sevens that are kind of like extensions of other climbs, like sit starts to other climbs. Um, but yeah, I have found that a lot of the sixes I've tried, uh, the classics in, in Bishop are, are, are pretty hard. And, uh, and that, and that there's not a lot of, of, of sevens but like some of the classic sixes like uh, in the happies you have like the hulk every color you are and the gleaner are probably like the three most famous and then there's like atari as well but it's pretty high up i don't think as many people climb it uh and those are like all really epic climbs and then like in the buttermilks probably the most famous v6s are like drone militia and the pollen grains uh seven spanish angels which is on the carter boulder um and like the the main the green wall center uh is is another very famous uh v6 uh and the cave problem i really recommend that's a lot of fun uh very burly climbing but 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 really cool line um so a little bit of a little bit of everything all over i guess what i'm mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. and um above that there's a lot of famous stuff but i've never found it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it, generally, yeah. you would just go like it seemed like every area has a lot of uh, diversity in grading and uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. This has all been kind of me mumbling and blabbing <laughs> no, about no, the no, grades, no, but, but yeah, yeah, everything has like uh, a, a a lot of diversity, a little bit of everything. And I'll just like also say like on a personal level, like yeah. you know, I I always take gra- grades with a grain of salt. For They're sure. like an indication of something maybe, but like. They're not always a helpful way for me to climb or to think about climbing or to Definitely. decide what I want to climb. Mm-hmm. So I try not to think about uh, grades too much. And I often have to like look in the guidebook and remind myself what grade something has been given. Like to me, there's two grades. There's climbs I've climbed and there's climbs I haven't climbed yet. Yeah. And the former feels easy and the latter feels impossible. <laughs> and that's kind of the experience of being a climber, nice. right? Yeah. Like that seems to be yeah. uh climbing to me and maybe like the client the, the client the hardest grade i've done here in bishop isn't necessarily the hardest climb yeah. that i've you know that i've had to fight yeah. for so uh that's always a good thing i think to keep in mind and it should inspire people to try everything yeah. and anything that they're psyched on and like you know climbing is obviously especially bouldering falling is a huge part of it yeah. and it's okay to try some moves and you know the first step to climbing uh, a v10 is trying a v10 Right, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> very true. Don't be afraid to try. Yeah. What was yeah. uh, some of your like uh, top boulders for now? Um, like here in Bishop, so definitely Jedi mind tricks. Sending Jedi mind tricks, what for me was like a huge deal. 
uh, I'm really afraid of heights. And like I said, like, uh, when I'm, when I'm feeling insecure, I get super sketched out. So, uh, kind of bringing, bringing in the mental game that day and, and feeling confident in myself. Um, that was like, for me, a really big deal. I, I think in general, maybe this is something that's not spoken about a lot, but like, you know, we all know that climbing is, is largely a mental game. Uh, and I think especially outside, I think when we climb in the gym, oftentimes we'll like have this feeling that like, oh, I wish I was stronger. And that's kind of our focus. And then we go outside, like I never think I wish I was stronger yeah. when I'm outside. Like when I'm outside, I'm like, I wish I had more confidence. Yeah. I wish I felt more comfortable. I wish I was less scared. You know, like there's so many other elements of outdoor climbing that have nothing to do with my fitness necessarily or my finger strength. And I just kind of want to like be a, a, a better climber and I want to feel more comfortable on the rocks. Like that we all know. And I think in addition to that, there's like just uh, to, to have that confidence when we climb demands like a lot of mental stability in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I know like on days where I'm like feeling like my mental health is not 100%, it's going to be hard for me to pull on. It's going to be hard for me to commit. It's going to be hard for me to top out. It's going to be hard for me to feel safe. And so kind of I being honest with myself when I'm at the rocks and being like, well, how am I feeling today? You know, like to check in with myself and kind of see where, where's my mental game today that's been a great lesson at the at you know here in Bishop, especially at the Buttermilks, that I've been like paying more attention yeah. to. Like there are days where I know I need to stay low, or days where I'm just going to try moves, but I'm not going to send, and that's okay too. And to notice when I have a day where I'm feeling confident and I'm feeling stable and I'm feeling present, and then just kind of you know leaning into that and sending, that's really special. So yeah, I went to Jedi Mind Tricks. I tried it. It was the most scary thing in the world. I bailed off of the top multiple times. And then there's just a moment where I was like, I, I want to try this. And I remember I was sitting with a, a good friend and I asked her if she was going to do it again. And she said to me, like, I don't know if I'm ready to be in that space today. And I was like, you know what? But maybe I am. So I just like put my shoes on, did one more go and like really just kind of committed to it. So that's for me, that was like a really exciting set. That's I amazing. Like I really, yeah, I did something there. So I'm stoked on that. Um. There have been uh, some other like really epic climbs that I've got to do. Um, there's always an ex a special experience when you flash a boulder, I feel like. Uh, for me, like no matter the grade, mm -hmm. like when you go to a boulder and, and you can just climb it really efficiently, uh, you know, on site or whatever, that's for me always a, a special moment. Yeah. And a lot of the Buttermilk's climbing, I find it like pretty intuitive. Unlike Fontainebleau, by the way, if we're, if we're comparing climbing uh, yeah. destinations. And, and because to me it feels intuitive, like sometimes like it feels like I can flash uh, certain things mm -hmm. um, easier than maybe I would in other places. It's not as cryptic. And, and to be able to do that, I think, is always like really, really exciting. And to me, is like a boost of confidence of myself as a climber and my, and my ability to read a route or to feel comfortable with the climb or to feel one with the rock or you know all those kind of ideas. So th that, that's great. Um, and just, just this week, I, uh, finally did, uh, um, flyboy sit, which, uh, for me is like just my perfect style. Like as soon as I overhanging, crimpy, big, uh, dino to the lip at the end, you know, ah, like amazing. Oh, feet cut loose. So that's also really exciting. And I'm, I'm really happy about that send as well. That was uh, a lot of fun to work on and really exciting to send. I think I've seen that on your Instagram, uh, your yeah. man life Instagram. Yeah. That's. It looks like such a good climb. Yeah, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, it's really great, really fingery. So definitely like a, a tester for crimps. 
and and just and just power uh, a lot of power on that climb and for me obviously like one of the hardest parts was just like committing to the top out <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and and feeling like really shitty on the mantle <laughs> yeah i think uh, if we go back to before when you asked me like what's the thing about bouldering now yeah, the last for me so i ha- i did this climb in in uh, albarsin it's called something uh, pace of bicycleta i think and uh, it has it's quite easy until like it's a high ball it's not very high but it's uh, quite I, i don't know and uh, but the yeah the crux is basically the end like just before it top out yeah and to do that and to stick that move was really amazing feeling like yeah. i don't get that often so i think that's something that uh, yeah does that about yeah It's pretty common in bouldering that the that the last move is oftentimes the hardest and certainly when you consider like top outs uh, as part of a climb as well like often in bouldering that is the hardest section mm-hmm. of the climb like just getting on top of the boulder which is also funny when you compare it to root setting because like one of our yeah rules and root setting boulders was we never make the last move the hardest because we don't want injuries in the gym yeah. and things like that like we want we want generally like a stable safe ending to to climbs you should so th- that that's interesting you should come <laughs> yeah. to the tops and boulders are. to the well i don't know yeah it's okay maybe many people will hear it maybe not but you should come to the bouldering gym here in uh, in barcelona one of them is the is it charmos gym yeah <laughs> the last is it is it terrifying the last moves it's like it's quite tall anyway and uh, the last moves are like almost always the hardest <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah 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 I'm, oh boy yeah i mean yeah mimicking the outdoors a little bit yeah. i guess um yeah it uh it, it's just another element of the mental game that uh that is interesting about climbing yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. scary yeah cool so that's been really cool uh, about the climbing specific let's go a bit uh Like if I go solo to Bishop, is it easy to find people to climb with? Yeah, I think so. Again, I don't know anything about the rope climbing scene. I'm sure there's like a whole scene about that, about how people find belay partners and stuff. But uh, we've met so many people bouldering, uh, really good people from all over. And uh, our crew is changing because, you know, that's just the nature of things. People come and go and whether they're full-time on the road or just coming in for the weekend. Uh, a lot of these things are very, uh, you know, temporary, but we're, we're constantly meeting uh, awesome people and great climbers. And um, we always have like a crew with us. Um, there have been days also where I've headed to a boulder alone and sometimes, uh, you know, meet up with people and sometimes not, but like you're in a pretty popular area. So there's like uh, a lot of people around. And I think if you're looking for a social scene or more pads or a crew to join, I think you'll find it's it. It's a good place. Nice. And uh, yeah. the climbers hangout, is there like a specific place to go to? Yeah. So there's like, uh, if you're if you're camping, like I said, the pit uh, has, um, has more of like a climber's uh, scene. Uh, Just like, for instance, there are climbing rangers here, which which are great. Like the Bishop climbing rangers are are awesome. I don't know if you're familiar with that, like in Europe, like mm. that there's even this job called a climbing no, ranger, but it it's just like amazing. these people. Yeah, <laughs> you should do it. <laughs> uh, just they, they walk around the boulders, you know, I guess they're doing a lot of trail work, sometimes cleaning up people's poop and trash and stuff, but they're also just making sure that uh, 
you know, people know uh, about the area. People know the climbing etiquette. People wow. know to, you know, uh, not crush the brush and stay on trails. And uh, I guess there's an element of them making sure that people are safe as well. Um, and following the rules of, uh, of, 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 of the space here and, and being good stewards of, of the land and, and the boulders. Um, cause we're all guests here. So they're, uh, they're, it's a full-time job these yeah. climbing rangers and and they do this thing at the pit campground every sunday they bring coffee from from town and they're just kind of there to talk to climbers and answer questions and nice. just kind of spread the word on on how to be and so uh that happens every sunday morning at the pit and it's oftentimes a good scene last week we played hacky sack together <laughs> for a while and just all kind of drank coffee and talked about rocks uh that's a that's at the camping uh, in town, uh, the like I said, the the Mountain Rambler Brewery uh, is a is a good uh, is a good hang. Uh, a lot of different beers. I don't drink, but uh, mm-hmm. it seems like they have a lot of things on tap, and the foods the foods all right. The fries are really good, um, so that's a cool place. And the coffee shop, the Black Sheep, is a climber's um, is a climber's uh, coffee shop, and it's often pretty crowded in the mornings, especially on uh, on days that are maybe a little too cold or windy for people to get out early. Um, and there's that small climbing gym, uh, stage to summit, uh, like I said, and, uh, there's quite a scene there. I mean, people are, people are climbing, Yeah, uh, you know, I think a lot of the locals, people who live here, maybe are working during the day and aren't going out to the boulders at night. You see people climbing in this tiny little <laughs> gym, uh, which is cool. So there's definitely uh, a scene there. And in addition to all that stuff, there's a great gear exchange for secondhand, uh, outdoor gear and apparel of all types, climbing, skiing, camping, whatever. And they also offer like a lot of yoga and wellness and massage therapy and all these things. So there's quite a bit to do uh, in town Mm -hmm. uh, for a climber on rest days. And it's pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah, so rest days really, that was my next question. So it's, um, you mentioned the hot springs? Oh my God, yes. (laughs) There's amazing hot springs all around Bishop. Whoa. Um, and like I, I find being in the hot springs just to be incredible recovery uh, for my body <laughs> and my skin. Yeah. And like I absolutely love it. They're just south of town, pretty close, is a place called Keo Hot Springs. Uh, there's outdoor ones just on the side of the road. Whoa. You'll find like a lot of old naked hippies yeah. <laughs> uh, getting in there with you. So that's kind of cool. There's also paid uh, hot springs there i think it's like 14 dollars for an entrance there's like a cold pool and like uh, a hot spring and showers um and then if you head m- towards mammoth there's like all these uh, outdoor hot springs um just north of the volcanic tablelands and uh, those are all free and pretty awesome some of them probably gonna need to have four by four to, to access mm-hmm. but some of them are uh, accessible in any kind of vehicle um and I'm not going to say our favorite one because no. I don't want to give it away. No, no, but, no, no. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of options over there, and just like kind of like spending spending the day uh, in the hot springs is awesome. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, nice. We're before uh, a little bit before finishing. Um, there is a yeah. um, like you know a trend these days. It's called digital nomads. So yeah, how is Bishop for that? As far as you know. Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, I'm probably not the best person to answer that because I don't work. So um, <laughs> it's hard to, 
But basically what, what Mikey and I have been doing here in Bishop is we've been going a lot to the library. Um, I think it's a small, really cute library. The Wi-Fi maybe, the Wi-Fi situation there is not incredible. You have to like get a code for two hours. And then if you want to keep working, you have to get another code. Mm -hmm. And so like that can sometimes be a little bit annoying, but it's nice and quiet and they have computers there and you can also bring your own computer. Uh, and there are some coffee shops in town. They close pretty early. So if you're trying to get a full day of work in, sometimes it's a challenge and sometimes you have to go from coffee shop to coffee shop unless you want to go to Starbucks. There's a Starbucks here that's open. There's a uh, Starbucks in Bishop. Um, I can't believe. Yeah. <laughs> there's a Starbucks in Bishop. Um, there's actually a lot of uh, pretty good food places. There's like a lot of yeah. really good Mexican restaurants here. Um, an okay Chinese restaurant. Uh, there's a Japanese restaurant here called Yamatani, I think it's called. I, I haven't gone yet, but it looks great from the outside. Um, so there's quite a, b a bunch of food options. But in terms of working, like I think like there is room in Bishop to start like more of a uh, hub, mm -hmm. you know, like someone could create a workspace. And I think like that would be awesome uh, <laughs> until that happens. Yeah. You kind of have to make do with the cafes uh -huh. and the library and uh you know your own hot spots <laughs> yeah there you go so someone needs to go for that co-working ambition <laughs> listen i think it should be you because <laughs> i don't want to start a business and you're interested in you know stewarding the climbing community yeah. so maybe you should get on that maybe man. <laughs> maybe there's plenty of that i will also just say one thing that's uh super cool about bishop is just its proximity to Mammoth, there is a tremendous amount of overlap between the ski season mm, and the climbing season. Yeah. And people who do both, I think, would love being in this area because, you know, you could you could climb on the weekends and go snowboarding or skiing in Mammoth that's just, you know, less than an hour away. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing. And last thing we didn't touch, like uh, supermarkets. Yeah. Restaurants, stuff like this, there is yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, we mainly shop at a place called Vaughn's uh, in town. There's also a grocery outlet, which is uh, good to find cheap prices, mainly on like uh, packaged goods or canned goods. Um, that's basically been our, 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 our shopping situation. Oh, what I didn't say is there's a fantastic dump station in town. So anyone coming and doing the van life and looking for a place to dump gray or black water and, mm. or uh, fill up, uh, there's potable water or potable water uh, and a dump station at the Speedway, the south end of town. Um, it's free. And I think they just re request like a donation to some charity. Um, so that's been a great facility for us to use uh, as well and worth, uh, worth knowing about. Nice. That's a good one. Uh, cool, but basically, once you arrive to Bishop, you're you're good. Like you don't need to go to Mammoth. Or Never have to leave. Yeah, <laughs> nice. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'll be driving a lot on pretty bumpy, like washboard roads to get to the boulders. That's probably an important thing to know. The drive to the Buttermilks is a pretty gnarly road. How long? It changes every day, also depending on the weather. Uh, it could be about 20 minutes just on that road, just to go a couple of miles. Uh, very bumpy, very very washboardy, and same with the drive to the Happies and the Sads. Um, that's like one of the things that a lot of people find annoying about Bishop. Uh, but I think it's part of what it means to be here and it helps kind of keep the boulders a little more isolated mm -hmm. and less busy. So I, I, I'm not for like paving those roads necessarily, yeah. but it is worth knowing that 
for some people. It yeah. prohibits access and can be challenging. Uh, so that's something just to know about. Yeah, yeah. it's a good point. But uh, you do it with the van, like, easily, just carefully. I wouldn't say easily, you know, like every time I go over those roads, it's like yeah. your house is like freaking falling apart, you yeah. know, behind you and it's kind of terrifying and like gives you a migraine a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do it. We do it a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have to drive. We have to drive into town quite a bit for work and meetings and, and, and stuff. So we find ourselves doing those drives quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. You manage. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Cool, man. Well, do you have anything else you, you want to add? Yeah, I'm super excited that you're doing this podcast, and I Thank feel you. really lucky and grateful to, you know, be 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 a part of it in, in some small way. But really, it's just kind of great to see you and and uh, talk to you about climbing, and uh, just reminds me how much I love you, and I'm super stoked that uh, we're staying in touch, and I hope that we get to climb together soon. Thanks, man. That's really kind words. I love you too, man. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I wanted to say that. Uh, I remember when we like when I left and you kind of you were a bit burnt out by climbing and uh, it's yeah. really it's really nice to see you like your eyes shining when you talk about a specific boulder <laughs> so that's awesome so I'm really happy to to, to see wow, that that's really great to hear yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's this, really yeah, fun this time uh, in the states has like really been uh, reminding myself why I love climbing and falling in love with the sport again and uh kind of approaching it from a new perspective certainly different than a professional perspective much more of a passion at this point and yeah i feel really really lucky and uh yeah it's a, it's a great thing to to to, to feel so, so <laughs> yeah so Thank that's you. that's really nice uh yeah to see on the personal note man. and um yeah. re regardless yeah i told you like i never climbed there and i feel like now i know like now i want to go i wanted before also but But I feel like we did a good job, like you did a good job because I know what to expect. And, uh, and it's, <laughs> okay, it's awesome. I always feel like you, we, would, you can you come do... this season. No way. I, no, 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 there's hmm. so much going on, but, uh, we have, a, we have a U.S. trip, like not planned, but, uh, wanted. So, uh, when, uh, any ideas to when? I don't know. Okay, let's be in touch we because it would really, really be great to, to do a trip together and yeah. have you guys join us uh, somewhere or plan to go somewhere together. That would be really awesome. That will be, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So thank you so much. And uh, of course. Keep, uh, keep climbing hard. Uh, we'll be in touch. <laughs> All right, man. Talk to you soon. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Hey again. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Ezra and that it gave you a taste and appetite to visit this amazing area. For me, imagining bouldering one day, next day snowboarding, and in between relaxing in natural hot springs sounds pretty good. So I'm definitely planning my trip. You can see in the show notes here uh, more detailed and in the website, climbingdestinationwebsite.com. Um, Ezra, general recommendation, and his best boulders for every grade. You can also follow Ezra and Mikey Van Life on Instagram. That would be really nice. They upload uh, really cool content. And on a different note, it seems like the crux or the hardest part, uh, yeah, for those who doesn't uh, know yet the term crux, 
um, of the podcast is actually finding people to be guests and talk about uh, climbing areas. So if you are someone that want to be a guest and want to talk about their their climbing area or somewhere they visit and know a lot about, or you know someone that would like to be um, a guest, please feel free to contact me on the Climbing Destinations podcast on Instagram. And also please share the podcast regardless uh, with your friends. That would be really awesome. I would love uh, to see it grow. And the, the feedbacks are really good. So for now, episodes will be out every other Monday, so every two weeks. And the next one I will just say is about one of the most beautiful uh, sport climbing areas definitely in the world. Uh, thanks so much again. Have a great and happy new year. And I'll see you on the next episode. Ciao, ciao.